This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Wednesday, November 8th, and we're talking at Rays Baseball today with Bill Chastain, our Rays reporter for MLB.com. And, uh, Bill, we thank you, as always, for the time. A couple of news items to get to today. We'll talk about uh, Alex Cobb. We'll talk about uh, Kevin Kiermeyer not winning a gold glove for the first time in three years. But, Bill, unfortunately, uh, as we talk here on this Wednesday, the big news item around uh, baseball and all the sports is the uh, tragic passing of uh, Roy Halladay uh, on Tuesday as his uh, plane crashed uh, into the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, just, uh, you know, like I said, uh, a shocking Tragic uh, death, the guy that uh, was so revered, not just for what he uh, accomplished on the field, but for the type of teammate he was. I think uh, all the stories that came out yesterday, I mean, they talk about the Cy Youngs and the World Series and about the perfect game, the postseason no-hitter. Those are all on his resume. But the thing that struck me the most was was just how respected and how revered uh, he was, uh, not just by his teammates with the Blue Jays and the Phillies, but by opponents, uh, a guy that was just so respected all throughout the league. And, uh, Bill, any any uh, personal memories uh, from you uh, regarding Roy Halladay? Obviously, you saw him a ton uh, during his Blue Jays days when they played the Rays. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you get more acquainted with some of these guys because they're in the same division. So I saw him pitch a lot, and you normally expected to see him win. Uh, he was just really tough. Guys did not look forward to batting against him. Um, but uh, one, there was one game that really stood out, and that was in, uh, I believe it was the 2009 season, and it was in Toronto. And I had seen him pitch the night before. Uh, he'd gone nine innings, and the Blue Jays ended up losing. He and Garza both had pitched. Uh, I think Matt Garza had pitched eight innings, and he pitched nine. But So they pitched late into the night, and the, and the Rays ended up winning. I don't think, uh, uh, I don't believe Holiday ended up taking the loss, even though he, you know, only – you know, he went nine innings and allowed like one run, like it was typical holiday. But so this is back in my running days before my legs betrayed me. But I was out running around the the, uh, the dome the next day there in Toronto, and right out in front of where the the hotel is, I was just finishing and coming back up the the hill there. And uh, I keep farmers hours, so it was real early when I started running. And when I was finishing, it was about seven forty-five. I'm going up this uh, up this bridge and. All of a sudden, I see this guy storming down the hill. It's Roy Holiday, hmm. 7.45 in the morning after he's pitched nine innings the night before. I was like, man, if some of the kid pitchers I've seen around could see this, or any pitcher could see this, I mean, he was the best in the league, and, and this might have been a little bit of the reason why. You know, uh, he just was uh, – I'll, I'll never forget that. It was, it was so impressive. Yeah, and I mean, we, we've heard stories like that from numerous players. I believe uh, Chase Utley shared a story uh, during Halliday's first uh, spring training with the Phillies, and it was something like 5.45 in the morning, 
and Utley saw Halliday walk into the clubhouse uh, soaking wet. And Utley was confused because he said, well, it's it's not raining. You know, why are you drenched head to toe? Why are you so wet? And he goes, well, it's I'm not wet. I'm, I'm sweating. I just I just got done with my workout. So that, you know, echoes the same sentiment as uh, your recollection, your story, that this is a guy he obviously had talent, but my God, did he work his tail off day in and day out to become the pitcher he was. Uh, such a tragic loss uh, for baseball and for humanity. This guy was just, he was just such a great person, uh, a great father to uh, to two young sons and a, and a wonderful husband and uh, just a terrible loss for baseball. Again, Roy Halladay uh, passing away on Tuesday uh, at the age of 40. So, Bill, we, we thank you for uh, sharing that story with us regarding the late Roy Halliday. Uh, let's uh, check off some of the items on the the raised box here in terms of uh, some news items for them. Uh, we talked about uh, briefly at the onset Alex Cobb. Uh, the QO extended to him. He's obviously, you know, he's got, I think, 10 days uh, from the time of the offer to accept or, or uh, deny it. Chances are he's going to deny it. Coming off a pretty solid season in 2017, a uh, 3.66 ERA, just over 179 innings with Bill. I want you to explain, you know, fans know that there is draft pick compensation attached to these guys if they turn down the qualifying offer and they sign with another team. But kind of explain to us, as you wrote recently, how a new kind of provision in the collective bargaining agreement is going to determine where exactly that draft pick could fall if Cobb does sign with another team. Okay, if a player has extended a qualifying offer and turns it down and signs elsewhere, the team that loses him receives a draft pick next year as compensation. Now, in Cobb's case specifically, because the Rays are a revenue-sharing recipient, they could receive one or two different draft picks based on the rules of the new collective bargaining agreement. If Cobb signed with another team for at least $50 million, and that's a you know, $50 million deal for several years or whatever, the Rays would receive a 2018 draft pick between the first round and competitive balance round A. If he signed for less than $50 million, they would receive a pick following competitive balance round B, which comes after the second round. So it gets pretty hairy uh, following it, but the gist of it is if, if basically if, if Cobb ended up t- uh, turn, accepted the offer, the Rays would have him next year for $17.4 million. It's kind of like what uh, former Ray Jeremy Hellickson did with the Phillies last year, and he spent one year with him. And, and actually, if you follow that pattern, uh, the Phillies ended up trading him to the Orioles, who were contending. So there is kind of an out clause for the Rays there in that if if they weren't in contention midway through the season and you know they had still had Cobb, they could trade him. And who knows, if they were in contention and they had Cobb, you know, their chances might look a lot better. But um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good business move. And, you know, I think that's one thing Rays fans, you know, are, are, are growing. You know, you kind of have to get conditioned to some of the things they have to do to keep their edge uh, competitively to uh, balance the books and, and keep good players on the field. Yeah, absolutely, and like you said, uh, it's it's a new wrinkle in this CBA that makes things a little more uh, complicated than in, the, in uh, years past when uh, determining you know where a draft pick uh, draft pick could fall if a guy does sign with another team. So we'll uh, see what becomes of Alex Caba in that regard. 
So, Bill, I think it's it's pretty safe to say that he's, you know, all but gone uh, from this rotation as, you know, Cobb obviously still has uh, youth on his side and he's going to look for a multi-year deal elsewhere. We've talked about some of the young guys in uh, past podcasts about, uh, you know, in terms of a guy that could step up and fill that void in the rotation if Cobb uh, ends up officially departing. We've talked about the Jake Farias, the Brent Honeywells, uh, the, the highly regarded prospect in the race pipeline. Who, at least right now, might have the inside track on, on stepping up to fill that void in the rotation, assuming that Alex Cobb does leave? Well, also, I think you need to consider the whole picture here. I mean, how many is does somebody come after Archer this offseason? Does somebody come after Odorizzi? So are they filling one hole or three holes in the, or, you know, in the, in the uh, uh, rotation, which could make a big difference on who uh, comes up? I, I definitely think that you know, you're going to see Faria back again. Faria was, you know, really showed a lot last year. And probably the b- biggest thing he showed was that he, he wasn't intimidated by the major leagues. He was fine throwing his stuff across the plate and, and content to see how it played. And it played out pretty well. Uh, I think, obviously, the, the big name coming up is going to be Brent Honeywell. And, uh, uh, you know, w- once they announce their new uh, 40 man, I'm sure he will be on it. But uh, I, I would very much expect him to have a good shot at getting there. Uh, generally, the way they do things, he probably wouldn't break camp with the team. I mean, and again, that's one of those little business moves you need to make if you're uh, any major league team, uh, just to stagger uh, the, the, the players' years in the major leagues. But I would expect him to be with the team for most of the season next year, and, and he's somebody to get excited about. And I also think um, – Nathan Ivaldi is going to be, uh, you know, well-heeled and, and back in the rotation. It was a pretty shrewd move. They signed him last year to a $2 million deal with a $2 million option for this year. And, of course, he was coming off Tommy John surgery last year. But um, this, they picked up his option, so they got him back this year, and he sound, seems to be fully recovered. Uh, he did some, you know, nice pitching for the Yankees. So, uh, I think he'll be, you know, in that rotation as well. Yeah, we can't forget about Evaldi. Like you said, did some good things with the Yankees before getting hurt. And if he gets back to full health, uh, he could be a dark horse candidate to uh, fill that role in the Rays rotation. Uh, Bill, to wrap up here, uh, like I said, Kevin Kiermeyer for the first time in three years, did not win uh, a gold glove. And uh, it was due to... Uh, kind of a, a strange uh, innings provision or restriction that he did not have enough by a certain point of the season to qualify to win a gold glove. Uh, Byron Buxton uh, does win from the Twins. Now, Buxton's good, but myself, like you, I'm a Kiermaier fan. All things being equal, if Kiermaier did have that uh, enough innings to qualify, does does he win a third straight gold glove? I, I got to think the answer is yes. What do you think? Oh, I, I mean, hands down, uh, you and I have talked about it many times on, on this show, uh, he just, there's nobody like him. I mean, and I'm not sure if he's not the best fielder at any position in the major leagues. Maybe, maybe he and Arenado. I mean, he's, he just, uh, and, and really he almost, uh, had he qualified, he probably would have won it, uh, again, because, you know, he, even though he didn't play a lot of the season, he still, uh, you know, had more defensive runs saved, you know, almost than anybody. So, um, he's just a human highlight every night out there. And uh, I think Rays fans know, I mean, and I think they appreciate the effort he has and, and they go to the ballpark and hope to see something from him every night. And, and he usually comes through with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about that late season game against the Red Sox at the trot that went into extras and that that from that one game alone, I was ready to give him a third straight gold glove. Uh, yeah. It didn't quite happen this year, but more motivation to uh, get back on that gold glove track in 2018 for Kevin Kiermeyer. Bill Chastain, a pleasure as always. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Tampa Bay Rays.